0: whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know, it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead.
1: Hello, hello to all you Sacred Icon listeners out there. I'm back! Welcome guys, on back to the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast. It has been a while since I've been here, but I'm back, joined as always my buddy, my pal, my friend, the guy who has been holding down the fort the entire time I've been gone, which has been a while. It's Brian Arvett. Well,
0: the, the truth is, guys, Josh still isn't back, but I got one of those new AI things to replicate him, so I'm here
1: having a conversation with my AI Joshy. He's joking, but I gotta say that because I, they did that to halls at one time, I think on a different podcast, and I remember hearing that, and it sounded just like Oz. I, I like, mean, you sound shit. just like the Josh I know right now, honestly. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you, <laughs> Uh um, it's, it's nice to be here though. It's it's
0: been, it is. It's nice to be back. Had to have you back and, and have things be normal. Uh
1: we had a lot of yeah. cool
0: guests that helped me hold down the fort for a while, so um
1: Yeah, Josh it's been back. you know, it's been a rough past month, still still getting through some things, but uh happy to be here. But big shout out to all you guys uh that, that jumped in and helped out Brian. Uh, those were some banger episodes and even the most recent one with erica was fantastic so i thought you're gonna say listen to those but it made me made me miss being on the show made me miss being in those conversations i had this weird uh you know some of you guys would always say when you listen to us that like you feel like uh there's parts where you want to chime in but you can't because you're listening to us on a podcast or pre-recorded you know that's kind of how i felt uh listening to some of those episodes so I, i got that experience in a way it was cool
0: I thought you were going to say, big shout out to all those greenhorns who want to see Covenant up close. <laughs>
1: <not like> it. <laughs> I don't know Halo like you do. <laughs> true, true. I know only like a few specific quotes. I wouldn't but even be able know, to get that you'll Tanaka know the name one, of some right? arena map
0: that I won't. What's
1: hurt? that Tanaka one? Handle fools like we handle them?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I'll butcher the whole thing. But, you, know.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is I just got refreshed the other day on this, uh, this thing where it's like, you know, in, in the first couple Halos, like I'm not trying to diss Bung- uh, Bungie or 343, but in the like Bungie Halos, you had the, you know, like, we got jackals in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And then you get to 343, and you get to Halo 5, and they're referring to them as kegyar and I'm just like, come on, man. Come oh, on. yeah, dude. It's like, come, come on, on, get with it. Just, I get liked it. Yeah, that's when I, I liked when they just called them jackals. Halo 2 Cortana's
0: like, if I were a megalomaniac, and I'm not, that's where I'd be hiding. And then you get to Halo 5, and she's like, the domain allowed for the AI to live longer.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little, Ooh, a little eat, too eat much. Eat speak cereal. dumb to me, you know? Like, yeah. speak dumb yeah. to me. That's, that's yeah. That works
0: better. Um, but guys, today we're going to talk about... Um, it's technically not specifically Halo, but it's going to be heavily uh, Halo-induced uh, and are infused. I don't know which makes more sense. Induced sounds like someone just went into labor. That's kind of weird. But um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the almighty midnight launch. Uh, we all remember them. We all had... Good, fun times with them, uh, but it's not really a thing we do anymore, and we're just going to look back on it fondly. Uh, Josh, what was your first ever Midnight Launch? I mean, I think I know the answer, right?
1: What do you think it is? It's Halo 3. Nope. Whoa! Close, Off by two years. Off by two years. I oh. told you this before, so you'll, you'll remember part of it, okay. as, I'm, uh, as I'm telling you. But, I guess I uh, forgot. The year was 2005, and uh, Revenge of the Sith was out in theaters, or had been out in theaters, and uh, Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, was about to come out. I wasn't really uh, privy to midnight launches and all that stuff. I was kind of in my own bubble with gaming and stuff. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I can't really remember now how I found out that Best Buy, our Best Buy, was doing a midnight launch, but they were. And my mom ended up taking me. I uh, I was probably... 15 i think i can't remember now but i was in my teens and i didn't know what to expect i've never been to this thing i just wanted to get my copy and go for all i knew you know a midnight launch was they're open until midnight that particular night they don't close at all so i get there and there's this big line outside and i'm by myself i'm not there with friends yet and so i mean uh i'm nervous as hell and my mom's with me but we're sitting in the car for a bit because I'm like, I don't want to go up there and just stand there and have MPC energy uh, with all these other yeah. guys. And uh, it gets, I think, like 10 till midnight, and 1150. And my mom's like, well, you, you better go up in there and, and get ready. And I was like, you know, I didn't say anything but i was like oh yeah i got to go do this by myself <laughs> i was so nervous i don't know what cuz i just didn't know what to expect and it's a very special event
0: line. for an antisocial oftentimes uh, yeah, hobby
1: i was I, I can still be like shy and stuff but i'm much more outgoing than i used to be but i was very very shy and uh and and closed up back then so yeah i go up to the line and I'm waiting and stuff like that. And, you know, people are chattering and stuff like that. They're excited. But then, like, two minutes before they open the doors, they play the Star Wars theme. And for some people, that's probably really cool. I mean, I love Star Wars. But for me, that that was, like, one of the most cringiest moments I feel like I've ever been a part of in my life or when I'm in the shower now and I've been in the shower for, like, a little too long to where your skin starts to prune up, that I that my brain's like, hey, remember back when you went to that midnight launch and they played that theme song for all you guys standing out there awkwardly? You know, I mean, it's not that it's Star Wars, because I love Star Wars, and I'm not ashamed of it, but it's like, I mean, it'd be the equivalent of, like, going out to uh, a sports, like, a Dick Sporting Goods to meet a retired, like, football player, and before you can get in the doors, they start playing, like, the... Uh, Space. Like some NFL like theme, you know, like from the CBS theme or something like that. And you're just like, come on. Like yeah. Yes, that's 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 music in our field, but come on. Anyway, um, I went in there and because I you know, part of the reason I was nervous is because I didn't know if I was gonna be able to get my copy. I didn't know what to really expect with this kind of thing. I didn't even reserve it. I just knew they were doing a midnight launch because they were also tying it in with the release of Revenge of the Sith on DVD. So we get in there and they had plenty of stands. Like right away, my fears were Uh, Thrown away, and I got you know a copy of Battlefront Two in my hand. I got Revenge of the Sith in the other hand, and they were playing more of the music. and I think they had a couple like stands set up of stuff that they were like other stuff that they were selling of Star Wars. But I could not give a crap less about that. I get my two copies, uh, I get in the car, and I go home. and I played, I played pretty much like three fourths of that Battlefront Two campaign in that sitting before I passed out. I didn't even start Revenge of the Sith. I was just happy I had it, you know. Yeah. But uh but uh, yeah, it's 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 funny to look back on because that that was really like the uh precursor to what would be my typical experience with midnight launches, but uh that's it
0: was kind of cool. It was still you pretty had, cool. Like that's a pretty early experience. I would wager most listeners here do not have a midnight launch experience earlier than that. Like I could totally be wrong, but
1: I'm It was fun it be it was fun just because it was like the last of that like Big marketing push for Revenge of the Sith, you were right at yeah. the end of it, you know? So um, it was pretty exciting because they had released so many games that kind of more or less tied in or were kind of revolved around Revenge of the Sith. So, and I'm, I remember the campaign ending uh, during the events of Empire Strikes Back at Hoth. And I was like, it had the most abrupt ending. So I, you know, I go to sleep, I wake up the next day, and I finish like the last third of it. And I was like, this is it? I was like, well, I guess I'll go play the multiplayer now. But it it was a really fun campaign, really cool to play, Um, definitely a good all-in-all experience for my first time. What was yours, man?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, it's kind of by a technicality that it is Halo 3, but I'll explain how that is. So the first game I ever got hyped for before it released, the first game I ever pre-ordered and followed religiously was The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess for the GameCube. Um, But Nintendo just... Pretty much beat me down over the next couple of years with making that launch as least special as it possibly could. Because when it was announced, there was this huge moment at E3 with with uh, Miyamoto coming out and pulling the sword out of his and, and looking like Link. And everyone was so excited. It was announced for GameCube. It was on Game Informer. It was on uh, Electronic Gaming. They were announcing, like, you could play as a wolf, all this cool stuff. And it was so hyped. And then there was, like, some silence for a while and people were like, oh, man, something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen, and then they were like, oh, game's been delayed, it's now gonna be a launch title for the Wii, and then, like, super small print, it'll also come to the GameCube a month later. And it was like, ugh, come on, man. Like, I've been waiting for this for years for the GameCube, and now it is coming for the Wii, but you guys are going to make it come out on the Wii a month earlier just to make to either make me buy a Wii or feel like a loser that I have to wait an extra month for my copy, a game I've been following forever when it wasn't even announced for the Wii. And that's what they did. They pushed it back another year of development so they could implement the waggle controls for the Wii. And I've told this part on the podcast before, but, like, I was going to get a Wii for Twilight Princess, but then Halo 3's... Uh, first trailer launch, the the first one announcement trailer, and it blew me away, and I was like, you know what? Screw the Wii. I'll just wait longer, get the GameCube copy like I originally uh, planned on for Twilight Princess. I'll start saving my money for a 360 because I got to get Halo 3. That's going to be the shit. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a minute launch for it, and I think it actually got shipped to stores a couple days early, and I just like got a call from GameStop. They were like, oh, yeah, your copy's here. And it was like, oh... You jump out of your pants? I waited three... Well, I was excited to go get it, but I'm like, I waited for like close to three years for this game following it, and it just has like a limp release out of nowhere in the game site. So when I went to the game mm-hmm. to pick up my copy... A bit underwhelming. Yeah, he had like 70 copies of the GameCube version, and I was only the second person to pick up one, because everyone else was on that Wii hype,
1: so mm-hmm. it was like
0: everyone was playing the Wii version, so that was kind of... That was kind of lame... Uh, and, yeah, bit uh,
1: anticlimactic, I bet.
0: So. Yeah, really anticlimactic. So then it was a year after that is when Halo 3 came out. So Halo 3 was the first minute at launch. This one, of course, I had pre-planned Six Ways to Sunday. We've talked about it before on the podcast. <laughs> um, Sounds
1: like another band. Six, Six Ways, Ways to, to Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, it's that like, is a cool band name. To, well, like the drummer from taking back sunday just broke off with them and he's got his own yeah. band it's
0: i like got a new idea sunday six ways to yeah. sunday yeah <laughs> they're like you asshole <laughs> cool. that's way too like crazy. wow dude really you couldn't have just thought of different anything different
1: more- enough yeah <laughs> yeah
0: reminds me i was just watching parks and rec and andy writes a song for april and the song's called november <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: <laughs> but uh yeah so halo 3 um pre-ordered it paid it off way ahead of time asked my parents months ahead of time if i could skip school that day got permission Uh, you know, I've told the story before, like our, our mutual friend, Justin, he told me that you had to be there like at least 12 hours earlier. You weren't going to get a copy, but I didn't believe him. I showed up five hours early. I was the third person in line, but my, like I had told my parents how big of a deal this was. And we got there and there's only, we were the third person in line. There's like two people in front of us. And it was like, my mom was like, Oh wow, big turnout. Big turnout for Halo 3, Brian. You really got it. And I'm like, mom, it's gonna be huge, I promise. Like it was like 8:30, not 9, nine o'clock. And uh, but we were sitting there like with like five hours to go and we were bored. So I was like, let's just go back home and get some stuff to like get some get a snack, get some drinks. Mom, you can get the laptops, you can play some games while you wait for us. Cause I had to have my mom there, because I was fifteen. I wasn't old enough to get Halo 3. And uh we went home, we came back an hour later, and it was like Roughly ten o'clock, ten thirty, and the line had already went from from us being third to now we're like the twenty fifth. And
1: by like that sounds 10, right though that tracks.
0: Yeah, so like that's like that's like you know t- two three hours early, um, and it's already that that big. So I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get in line. So I got in line, and the line ended up wrapping all the way around the GameStop building. It was a huge deal. Once it got closer, these nuts. How about ooh? No, I I don't think I will, Josh. I think oh, I would man. rather. If I Nothing. did though, I'd give them to I'd give them as a gift to somebody I really hate. <laughs>
1: uh-uh. But they're extra salty.
0: I bet they are. They are extra salty. I'm sure. I, I wouldn't want to find out though. Uh, that that. <laughs>
1: um, probably caramelized. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Give a little. Give them a little double dip.
0: Uh, it looks like that freaking rock from Jurassic Park, one with the mosquito in it.
1: The swing's real slow. Hangs real Ooh. low.
0: Anyways, moving on. Uh, but yeah, it was wrapped around the building and, uh, I had my mom come up in line so she could get the, you know, yeah, he's, you know, I don't care that it's rated M. Got the copy, got home. Like I've said before, uh, told my brother, I got to shower first. And my brother was like, are you shitting me? And I'm like, yeah, I got to take a shower first. So <laughs> went and showered, used this hemp shampoo. So every time I smell anything hemp, it makes me think of Halo 3. Started the game and, uh, it was, a, it was a great, like, it was a great midnight launch because it was the first one I ever been to, I ever went to, so it felt so hype. It felt so ridiculously hype because I'd never been to one. But like, as time went on, really, outside of the fact that Halo Three is a great game, that really wasn't a good midnight launch. It was me and Creighton and my mom, no friends, no camaraderie. I wasn't old enough to get an M rated game. It was just wasn't that great. So it was it was future midnight launches that. Uh, that really took the cake. but So Josh, was your number, was your follow-up then was probably Halo 3?
1: Yeah, team? I don't think there was one in between because yeah, it was just a two-year difference.
0: Was your Halo 3, may launch any better than mine, or about the same?
1: Uh, it was kind of about the same. Uh, had some shades of anti-climaticism, if that's a thing, uh, just like your Zelda experience, because I was going to get it with my friend Nate. I went to. St- I was living an hour and a half away. I'd moved and uh, staying with my dad, so we were far away, but when Halo 3 was coming out, I was gonna go stay at my friend, one of my friend's house. His name was Nate, and I was gonna stay there for like a week. His parents were like second family to me, uh, great people. So I ended up going to the midnight launch with him. But Brian knows this, uh, guys. But I'll just preface. Um, I mean, well, <laughs> it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I like to, f- I like to feel like when it comes to certain things, planning certain things, I could be very thorough. And sometimes when other people aren't, it can drive me nuts, like in a control freak sense. So I, I acknowledge that. And my friend Nate told me he had ordered, he had pre-ordered the legendary edition of Halo 3 online. And I asked him prior to us leaving for the midnight launch, like, is it going to get here tonight then? You know, and he's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, what are you going to do then? You know he's like say like, I, I can just buy a copy and I'm like I, I mean yeah if they if they've got any to sell I mean that aren't already scooped up by pre-orders you know but he's like it'll be here it's fine it's fine and every time I hear someone say that I'm like oh that's the that's the red flag
0: and the thing that's even more ridiculous is like today in 2023 if I said to you Josh oh I'm getting um I'm getting tears of the kingdom uh, at midnight, I have it being shipped to me from Amazon. You'd still think that was ridiculous and probably not going to work out. And we're talking about 2007. This is before yeah.
1: Amazon and was the top dog. It was some third party website I remember too. Yeah. So I was like, man, that no is way. not going to work. And I thought would have been you know, anything, like, it wouldn't come. I thought, what do you know? I'm thinking, oh gosh, what do we do? But I, but I'm also thinking, I haven't got my game yet. I got to focus on that baby steps. So I didn't have my license at the time. He does. He drives us there, and. We were standing in line. It was pretty packed, and uh, oh, I, we, Brian and I didn't know one another yet. But Justin had told me the same thing. Bro, Justin was like one of the first people there. I think Justin might have been on the news. I still can't remember for sure now.
0: I think he was there, at least interviewed with like a, like for like an article or something.
1: Yeah, I remember getting there and seeing him, and Justin. You know, it was kind of one of those like, oh hey, Justin. And he was like, oh hey. You know, it was kind of like one of those types of uh, haze that's like, uh. I'm I got cool. better things I'm, uh, I'm up here. I'm up here. Just, you know, go peasant and and sit back in the yeah. line and wait your turn. You know, it's like royalty up there. Like, I'm a and, real Halo fan. I got <laughs> you yeah, from the line. Yeah. And this was around the time uh, of I Like Turtles because people kept saying that. Um, I couldn't – I've never liked Midnight Launch Lines because I can't – like, I, nowadays, I think I'd like it. I think I'd like it because I like to talk about things I'm into that, that other people are into. You know, and even if I'm not into the thing, I like to have conversations with people about something they're into, right? But back then, I didn't like that. And I got really put off by people that were typically my age because most, a lot of them just acted immature. It's not like I didn't, but I just couldn't stand that type of stuff. I wasn't in my element. So people are all around going, I like toitles and being stupid and smelly and, uh, you know, just. Talking shit to, to one thing. another. You know,
0: you know what almost bothered me more, though? This happened a few times. I get to a midnight, and there'd
1: be that one
0: guy in the line who's got a smoking hot girlfriend with him there. And oh, I yeah. was always so envious, and I'm like, I'm just another one of those plebes surrounding you two and your holy aura. Oh, really? It was kind of the opposite for me. I'd be like, huh,
1: loser. Because <laughs> I thought I, he's going to have like, to like I'd like to be with my girlfriend. Heck, he's I'd like gonna... to leave this and just go be home with a girlfriend. Screw the game. But I don't oh, have. No, or. that's that's that. Well, that makes sense. I think most people would probably feel that way. I was like, man, I don't want a girlfriend right now. Thank gosh I don't, because that would be she'd be getting in the way of me playing this. You know, oh, yeah. she'd be like, you know, I want attention, and I'm like, Earth needs saving right now. Okay, uh, babe, you know? they just opened a portal of the ark. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, what's that one line? Of? There won't there won't be time to spend together if we don't stop the banished. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, then a car. There's always in every one of my stories, I feel like there's there's some kind of cringe moment. But uh, for these midnight launches, and but this car goes by driving down the side of the road, and this guy in the passenger side reaches out. He's like half got his body halfway out, and he goes, "Halo." And, you know, a couple people were like, yeah, and a couple people were just standing there looking, NPC energy abound. And, you know, I cringed because I thought, again, I'm like, I'm excited for this stuff. I like this stuff. I would never pretend to hide. or I I would never pretend like I don't like Halo, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, there's a limit to that. (laughs) But but, uh, anyway, I get my game and... The first the first like or I should say the second red flag was I opened the case of I got the limited edition I opened up the case the disc is loose and you guys probably all remember there was even like a, I think a refer or a recall thing or whatever where a lot of people's discs were scratched and Bungie was refunding people and stuff and switching discs and stuff but you'd have to send it in and what kid wanted to send it in what kid wanted to send in their 360 that had the red ring when you could do the towel trick and it temporarily got you by so uh, no one wanted to wait. But anyway, I had a big scratch on it, and I was like, oh, gosh, I hope this at least plays, you know? And uh, get, I get back to his place, and his copy's not there. And I'm like, of what course. do we do?
0: Who'd what we do get? we
1: do? Because we're supposed to play. And, and we could play split screen, but we also had our friend Eric that was going to be hopping online to play with us, you know, because a four-player co-op, we were all excited and planning for this. Nate screwed it up. I love him, though. Bless him. But... Nate goes to bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I would be a dick if I, if we started campaign. So Eric and I, the first thing we do is we go right into forge and we're playing around. We got another friend that hops in there temporarily. And I mean, it seems cool, but it's like the whole time I'm like, I want to play campaign and multiplayer. I just want to jump into it. And if you uh, hadn't
0: have been such an idiot, I'd be playing it right now.
1: Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, then I hopped into we hopped into a little bit of multiplayer. I think in the last hour we just kind of like gave in. And at that point I was like, you know, I'm not mad at Nate, but I'm like, if he gets mad at me at this, point, I'm not I'm, mad. I don't I'm even, just disappointed. I don't even, yeah, right. And uh, but I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, I, I, I convinced myself like it's cool. Like even if he gets mad, who cares? Which he didn't. But uh, you know, I was like, I, I got to play some multiplayer. I got to play something. You know, that's not my fault that he screwed up. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, I'm up like till four in the morning. I wake up to him going to pick up his copy. He goes to pick up a copy at Kmart. And I'm just like, you, you fool! <laughs> like, you made us wait eight hours. Everyone's already beat the campaign. Fool of a toke! You know? Yeah. And But he goes and gets it. We start the campaign. every. So every time I hear that beginning, the opening theme, and Cortana having that monologue, I always remember... Looking at his TV, looking back at my TV, looking, and just looking back and forth for the sink and everything, and I was like, okay, it's working, light is green, you know, everything, we're here, all right, well, this is happening. Osiris, you know, so. the light is green. Yeah. <laughs> so get, I remember Can we get
0: a, a Irish Phoenix meme of, like, where Pippin accidentally drops the bucket in Fellowship of the Ring and Gandalf's pissed at him, but it's, like, your friend, what's your friend's name again? Nate? Nate, yeah. Your friend Nate, but he's, like, the bucket is, like, ordering his copy online. <laughs> you know, and then you, and then Josh is Gandalf being like fool of a toque.
1: You can't rely on that <laughs> he, chipping. He was a good dude though, and I mean I know I've done that with other stuff, but yeah, it was it was uh, anticlimactic just because of the wait period. But once we got a play, everyone's was, finishing was, the, the
0: fight, and you're like, our fight doesn't start till the morning when Kmart opens. Yeah, though.
1: and I, I will say, I mean, I don't think it was as much a case of FOMO that time, although there was a little bit of that, but it was more just a case of like. You know, I've waited to play this, and then you're playing the mode that you care the least about. Like, yeah, forge is cool, but I was like, I, I want to beat the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to play the multiplayer. Wonder what happens to Chief. I don't know. I'll build a Ford, I guess. You know,
0: come up we'll some well, fusion reactors.
1: Yeah, coming off the the Halo Three beta, I mean, I just I couldn't wait. I I was foaming at the mouth. So once the beta had uh, expired, ran its course, I would watch those vid docs over and over and over yep. again. Any little like snippet they had of multiplayer uh, footage, uh, I would I would watch just because I just it was I I couldn't even like play Halo Two as much or enjoy it as much because it's like I need Halo Three you know so but uh, yeah I mean I still remember it it was still a good time and that was definitely my first time with a friend there but Nate was also antisocial as well every other time I think was with Brian and Brian's more social so Brian was the social butterfly that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I do I do often fall into follow into this like leadership role in a lot of these things we do, which is cool until I lose interest or I make a mistake, and then it's like oh it's not on me, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, so I got so many different midnight stories, so I'm gonna have to try to, to compress these. But uh, first midnight launch after Halo Three, I believe, was one year later for Fable Two, and oh, nice. I think most people will be able to relate to this. Do you guys ever? Can you guys ever picture a time? where you really wanted to do something and your parents were like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. I don't want you to do it. But your parents never fully commit to saying no. They just keep telling you, Josh, I don't think this is a good idea. Brian, I don't think you should do it. Maybe. And, but they, they allow you to make the bad decision. If you keep pushing, they won't fully say no, but they're really alluding to it. Well, I it was like a it was a Monday night, a school, and Fable Two was coming out, and I was old enough to drive, yeah, but I wasn't I'll, old
1: enough. What's that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, dude. I just I remember Tuesdays being. It, I got to a point yeah. where Friday started being like the midnight launch nights, like Thursday nights. But like, yeah, I mean, do it still goes when,
0: back and forth between. I do 3, remember
1: the Tuesday Friday. midnight launches yeah. were. Ugh. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry.
0: But I could drive, but uh, you had to be inside your home by. It was either nine or ten, I think, maybe eleven. I don't know, but like to go to the midnight, I was going to be out past curfew, which means I could get a ticket, and potentially, you know, if, if bad enough, if I got multiple tickets, I could get you know lose my license or whatever. So, but so I was like, I was going to be out on a school night. I was going to be driving later than I should Ooh, be. Trouble. I was going to have two friends in the car with me, and you're only supposed to have one passenger. And of course, when you have when you have you're like a teenager with a license, and you have friends in the car, you're probably going to be you know doing who I'm going to be drinking fit. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, crazy Mountain Dew, drinking and driving that Mountain Dew, baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, so my parents were like, "I really don't want you to do this. You're going to school tomorrow." Did it anyways. Went to the midnight launch at Game Crazy, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, uh, got got our copies of Fable Two. A soft spot for Game Crazy. Um, on the way back home, we stopped at a gas station to get a soda. Went in, there was cops all over inside of the gas station so i was nervous as heck because i wasn't Shit your britches and uh we got back to my parents house played like 20 minutes of fable like just me because we only have one console three guys with three copies it was just my console so they watched me play like the opening 20 minutes and then we were like oh it's 1 30 we should probably go to bed because we got school in the morning go to bed alarm goes off at like 5 30 6 o'clock for school and we're all like oh i can't i can't go and well, immediately one of my buddies, he gets his mom to say he doesn't have to go to school anymore, which is like so jealous. Then I went to my mom's room even after my dad was like, do not, you're going to school no matter what. I was like, mom, I feel so sick. I drink so much soda. I stayed up so late. I couldn't, I can't, uh, 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 I can't make it to school. And, and my mom was like, can we, let's just let him stay home and my dad's almost like you freaking asshole you know i can't believe this happened <laughs> but so i got to stay home but then my one buddy of the there's three of us the one buddy could not get his mom to let him stay so i had to drive him to school and then i drove back home and slept all day uh fable 2 were ended you a up, dick up, about it
1: on the way that? there you're driving to school and you know that you get to go home you got to drive back home i was not,
0: i wasn't school. a dick about it at all he he was like irritated for sure but I think I said this in a prior episode. I was I didn't feel too bad for him because he was the only one of us three nerds that had a girlfriend. So like when he went to school, he was going to get to, him and his girlfriend shared a locker. You know, that's the thing people used to do in high school. So I knew he was going to get to be with his girlfriend. So I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I'm single and lonely, so you can go to school. <laughs> you know, but uh, Fable 2, it ended up being, a, you know, I, did, I didn't like it as much as Fable 1, but it was a game I did really like. And it, that wasn't that great of a midnight experience, but it was so fun. Uh, and then like a month or so after that, was the next big midnight launch for me, which was Gears of War 2. Um, and if, if you guys have been listening to the podcast since forever, you're probably going to remember most of these stories, a lot of them anyways. But uh, I went with Caleb, because Caleb was the biggest Gears of War fan I knew at the time. And we went to the midnight launch in my car, and uh, my brother Creighton was with us. And even though I have a driver's license, still had to have my mom show up at midnight because it was rated M. So we, we hung out, we went to Walmart, we got something to eat, we hung out in the car, hung out in the line, and I've told this on the podcast before too. I was cussing. And because like I was I was in high school, I never really cussed before I started uh-huh. cussing. Yeah, and, and my little brother, my little brother was like so petrified by like his older brother was cussing oh, and he, he said an F-word. Stuff so like this. And uh, so of course the second my mom shows up to to get us the game, the M-rated game, my brother's like, Mom, Brian's been cussing all night. And I'm like Oh my gosh, I will strangle you the second you're out of, your. my mom is out of reach, I will strangle you, a, you know, and mom was like, oh, you've been cussing, Brian, huh? You think you're big now? You think you're big? And it's like, you know, I don't think you need to be out driving and getting games if you're going to be cussing and stuff, and I'm just like, man, I got all these problems now, thanks to freaking Creighton being a little snitch, it sucked, um, but uh, we ended up going back to the house. And this Ryan, this head,
1: you and your heavy feet just go like waddling back over into your oh, yeah, room, from that, slam from there, the door. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's and, funny because people like I, I remember Justin giving you shit about that too, and I, I thought like Justin would get mad at me. He'd be like, "Dude, quit walking so
0: loud! My dad's downstairs; he's gonna get pissed." I'm like, "Dude, this is how I walk. Like I'm not stomping.
1: You're not Damn, being like purposeful." Yeah, it I irritated. I, sometimes me. I've done that. But I yeah, it's never bothered me. But it, when Erica said that, it was it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, she she the only other one that would probably understand that anyway. consider sure.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So gears war two, that's where I ruined the midnight. Now Caleb still tells me today he doesn't even remember this. Really, he doesn't have any ill will towards me about it. He oh, doesn't even yeah, remember it. Yeah, but yeah. but you know, once again, you're getting a trend here, right? I was a big nerd, liked video games, but I definitely liked girls and I wanted a girlfriend. And uh, there was this girl that was talking to me uh, at the time, and uh, she was into me, and I was into her, so she was texting me during, like, after midnight, when we were supposed to be sitting down and playing Gears War 2 side-by-side as buddies, and I kept being that dick friend who would pause the game, text the girl, giggle unpause, play for two minutes, oh, sorry, man, I got another text, text back, giggle, oh, let's play again, oh, sorry, man, she texted me back, oh, and I just did it all night, completely ruined the experience, he didn't really even get that mad at me, but it was obvious, like, there was a point where I just remember, like, just looking over at him, and he was just kind of laying on the couch without the controller even in his hand anymore, because he just knew, like, you couldn't play for long without me freaking pausing to talk to this girl, and it's one of those things where, like, most most people can relate to their high school days where like they were so like they're going you know their hormones and they're they're changing and like you want a girl so bad or you you want a guy so bad which you know however and you just you feel it and and it's it, it take you feel like it's so important you'll screw over your friend with your night or your, your your friend's night by you know to engage in that so that was that was another crappy midnight launch um but uh i gotta cut past- it real
1: quick if that's all right. okay go ahead josh yeah just because you you reminded me there was a time when justin had this had this girl <laughs> if he's listening to this he'd be like shut up but there was a moment when it, the it, feet it, girl yeah yeah it, this girl like was it was basically the first girl that really like was was you know giving justin attention and justin was so Dude. over this girl like i remember we were he we was were in he big he
0: was big on her and it's extra cringe now looking back
1: yeah, but it's, it's you know, hey, it happens. Everyone goes through it. But, I mean, I it, what was funny is we were all, it was me, him, and I think another friend, and we were, like, in a multiplayer lobby in Halo 3 waiting to play. And she hit him up, I guess, around that time about going to hang out. And he was, like, you know, kind of like in your situation where you kind of, like, you, you prioritize the girlfriend thing or the girl, the crush, whatever, yep. over the game or with the guys. And he was, like, hey, Josh, I got to go, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, you just said we're going to get, you know, and then he tells me and I was just like, dude, you know, That's I had like hormones, man. I was like a Trey Parker and I was like, dude, 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 jo- okay. dude, yeah, but yeah, he was, he was high on that girl. And you know what? It, it, if you're listening, we love you, Justin. Congrats on being a dad, man. That's Absolutely, amazing. dude. No,
0: just, I mean, hey, Justin came out on the other side. He's on the, oh, the, he the, 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 the how do they say it? The, um, the grass was greener on the other side. Jo- Justin's living his best life. But man, you go back to that was 16-year-old Justin.
1: Woo! I couldn't feet. stand it cuz I think and there's been times I've when I when I was dating my first girlfriend, I was I went completely AWOL from my friends. But I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely prioritized gaming over girls cuz I'm like, you know what? I know how hard it is just to align our schedules to get on to even play these games and I'm just like if someone if if some girl was like I want I want attention. I'm so <laughs> go find it. I'm I'm busy. You know, Get but out. uh yeah. <laughs> Which sounds sounds mean and I don't mean it that way. I'm exaggerating, but uh but no, I it's just funny you you said that it made me think of it um cuz uh that kind of that I I don't remember us playing a lot of Halo 3 after that. So it's kind of funny how that kind yeah. of killed it in a way. Let but me run continue, through a couple Brian. more real yeah, quick. Cuz uh,
0: cuz I want uh, we need to have a good moment for cuz I think you agree the prime prime midnight launch time to was Ms. the prime early. Gears 3 to Skyrim in 2011. That was our peak moment. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to come. That's going to be like the the head of this of this podcast. But real quick, the head So that the was beat. 2008 for Gears War 2. Um, about four or five months later, Halo Wars 1 came out. And I wasn't going to buy it because I was, I, you know, being raised in the 90s and early 2000s, I was of the belief that if a game had a spin off, it probably sucked, you know. Like Sonic Pinball wasn't as good as Sonic the Hedgehog or, you know, what, spinoffs usually just weren't as good, so Creighton was going to buy it, my little brother. But he needed someone to drive him there. And it was rated T, I think. I think Kayla Ward's one was rated T. I'm not sure. had to have been, because we didn't have a parent there. And uh, we drove to Video Games Etc. Uh, just a game? I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, this is if where you know, you they know. had the iconic... Video Games Etc. was a more mom-and-pop shop than like GameStop, so their midnight pre-order bonus, it wasn't DLC, it wasn't steel case. it was free Papa John's pizza if you ordered the game. So Creighton, he didn't really want the pizza, and he pre-ordered the game, but I was there with him, so I went and ate a whole freaking large pizza while he was getting the game. Like, they got, like, three large pizzas for everyone at the midnight. I eat, like, one large pizza. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Thank you. i would have buying the same.
1: a game. What's that? <laughs> I would have done the same.
0: Absolutely. At least it was, if it was Justin, he wouldn't have just he would have ate any. He would have closed a box, picked it up, and been like, I'm taking this one. That would have been <laughs> Absolutely. You know it would have been. Justin, the first time Justin ever came to my house was for uh, my little brother's birthday party. And he walks in, goes to the center kitchen where all the snacks are, grabs the only family-sized bag of Cheetos there is, opens it, starts eating it out of the bag with his bare hands, and says to my parents, if you guys any, want any, you're going to have to buy more. And he ate the whole bag. He wasn't kidding.
1: your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We're burying Justin this
0: episode, not even but, trying but to. But years later, years later, he realized the error of his ways, felt so guilty, and delivered my parents a brand new... I think it was like three bags, just to make a point. Yeah. Uh, so like interest on the Cheetos. Didn't he buy him to,
1: food before too? I think like dinner or something, I don't oh know. Oh
0: yeah, stuff like... He's yeah. done stuff like that. Uh, Justin's uh, yeah, so great, Halo Wars,
1: yeah. <laughs> has um, Halo Wars...
0: Halo Wars... I'm just glad that I have that memory, because I, I never would have thought to go to a Halo Wars minute at launch, but I did. Uh, that was 2009. 2010... Uh, went to to get Reach with Justin, convinced Justin to call in from work so we could go get Reach. He didn't really, he wasn't that hyped for Reach, but I was so hyped. I like, like barricaded him with hype so that he would call in, and uh, we got Reach. And that's where the whole story comes in, where Justin's like, "Hey, you want to get some Wendy's?" And I'm like, "Nah, man." He's like, "I'll pay for it." I'm like, "Okay, sure, yeah." And he's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I'll take a, I'll take a baconator." He's like, "Yeah, I'll get one too." Got himself a baconator meal, got me a baconator. He's, uh, he hands me the sandwich. I'm like. Uh, I'll just get it when I get home. You know, I don't want to get grease on my copy of Reach. You know, so we get home. Just needs his baconator and his fries on the way to the midnight, or on the way home from the midnight. And we get back to the house. We get inside. We're setting up Reach, and he's like, "Hey, I want your, I want your baconator." And I'm like, "I'm like, dude, but dude, you, you already had, you already had your baconator and fries." He's like, "That's yeah, the end of the
1: episode." B-
0: baconator and fries.
1: I want your baconator.
0: I want your baconator. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> to see you. I was thinking, see you at the
1: midnight, but yours is funnier. Yours is funnier. I like it. I like that. I want that one. You want that one? <laughs> I want your baconator. I want your baconator. Okay. <laughs> Continue. People I need to you. know why. People need to know how um, this went. But yes, we have Justin this, we would have this hate alter- you for this. If he's listening, we have this altercation
0: in the kitchen, right? Because like it's time to play Reach. Like this is the game I've been so hyped for. Like I part, I, I was going to drop out of college anyways, but like I was wasting time in college looking up Reach stuff. I was so hyped for this game before I dropped out of college. And so we're sitting there in the kitchen, and Justin's like, "I, I, I want the baconator." I'm like, "Justin, you already had, you already had the baconator fries." He's like, "Yeah, but I want the other one." And I'm like, "You need two baconators?" And he's like, "Yeah, yes, like, I, I bought them. I bought them." I'm like, "Yeah, but you said that I could get one, and you'd buy one for me." And and he's like, "You didn't even want it at 1st And I'm like, "Dude, I, but you said you said you bought me one. I was waiting to get home to eat it." He's like, "Well, I want it now," and I'm like, "You're telling me that I have to give you this baconator?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like. I unwrap it. I just start eating it. And he's like, you dick. And I'm like, dude, how am I the dick? He's like, I paid for that. I'm like, dude, you bought it for me. Like, what am I going to eat? He's like, you weren't even hungry. I'm like,
1: dude, you already ate a bacon ear and fries. How much do you need? The that's first time he told me that, I was in stitches. Because uh, it's just yeah. like, I, I could picture both of them going back and forth. like, Oh,
0: that. dude. it was." And I, that's the thing is, I knew that if I didn't just bite into the sandwich at that moment, I wasn't going to get it. Because he... He had decided that was his sandwich, and I'm like, "Hell no, it ain't." So I ate that freaking baconator. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was 2010. I think the last um, time we
1: told that story was like one of the last episodes Justin was on, or one of the first episodes Justin was on, and then he went back and forth with you. Like the whole episode got sidetracked. I, did he for this disagree baconator with me? Because story. I
0: don't know what there is to disagree with. I can't honestly.
1: remember now, but yeah. I, I know you guys did debate it a bit.
0: Yeah, um, but, but yeah, fun so that times. Those fun things you remember. That was 2010. So that brings that brings us up to where Josh and I meet because we meet in the er, earlier 2011, mm-hmm. which is also the best year for Midnight's ever. Josh, before we get into the, the the you know the fall of 2011 with the good Midnight's, did you have any notable Midnight's after Halo Three but before you met me? Hell, nope. Really, you didn't have any?
1: No. uh-uh. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. So this is where it really started. So 2011, you know, me and Justin were friends. Justin introduces me to Josh. Uh, and then me, Josh, and Justin are friends, nah, and and then also my little brother Creighton's also hanging out with us. So we kind of have like what becomes like the four main guys for a couple. We of got years.
1: the me. we got the band, we got the gang back together. Yeah, so it's like it's me and my together. little brother
0: Creighton, and then Josh and Justin, and we get to the end of 2011, and
1: <laughs> it's a pretty you good got John Paul Ringo and George. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Beatles, Beatles the Midnight Launch. Hey George.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, so we get to the first midnight, which is the Gears Gears of War three launch. This is, I believe, it was yeah September two thousand eleven, and uh, this is the first midnight where no, this is the last midnight where they don't give you um, tickets to leave the line. You actually have to keep your place in line, or you will lose Gears? Your
1: spot. Gears three, that was the last time. Gears three and Skyrim were the ones that where they really did that. I only remember it starting with Skyrim, but I could be wrong. We'll say you're right. Because
0: I remember we sat in the same spot all night. We didn't leave the line.
1: Okay. well We'll, you know? we'll say you're right. We'll say you're
0: right. But, uh, yeah, Gears of War 3, we're all really high because we're all big Gears fans. Um, you know, they had this dunk tank set up we've talked about before. They had, uh, like, fake toy, like, chainsaw lancers. We were near the front of the line. We had, like... ...lawn chairs set up, and then this guy backed his truck up and set up a TV with Gears of War 2. Started doing Gears of War 2 tournaments out of the back while we waited. It was this awesome time. We all get our game. We rush home. We start playing the game online, four-player cooperative, because of the first Gears of four-player cooperative. Like Josh has told before, me and Creighton were just like running from mission to mission...
1: Justin and Josh were trying to take it all in. It drove and we Justin just, and I nuts. We still talk about yeah. that on occasion to this day. Remember <laughs> that time we played Gears Gears 3 co-op with Joe, uh, Brian and Creighton, and they just droned through? And he's like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, yeah man, I don't know. You Do know? <laughs> like we just want to consume that story? Well, there was literally an image I had burned in my brain of, like, Justin and I, like, looking around for cog tags, checking the area after finishing a combat round, basically. And we, I look up and there's Brian and Creighton's characters roadie running off in the distance, and I'm like, what are you guys doing?
0: Ain't nobody got time for a roadie tags, a dog tags. <laughs>
1: that was pretty uh, good. That
0: was pretty yeah, good. Um, but uh, yeah, so Gears of War 3, that was a great midnight launch, uh, which went right into... Now, the next big midnight launch that we had together, me and Josh, would have been Skyrim, but I had a bunch of little midnight launches between Gears of War 3, and I was really into the midnight launch thing. Like That was my thing for for a few years like i went to a midnight if the game had a midnight it could be a game that didn't matter like i was gonna say uh, a couple weeks after gears three was rage it was id software's newest ip Mm. Uh, there's a midnight launch for that i wouldn't pick that up i was alone nobody was with me it was pretty lame uh got the game it wasn't that good then I, i there was another game after after rage i can't remember what it was but then after after that was batman arkham city I went to the Midnight for that, once again, by myself. There was a bunch of people dressed up like different characters. Some really cringe Joker impersonators there at the uh, Arkham City. Not too not too relevant. But then we get to the big kicker. My father
1: <laughs> yeah. was a gamer and a weeb.
0: And I have the Power
1: Up Pro membership to get a discount. One night Vegas I got TV. real gashed up on my GameStop rewards card. Crazier than usual. <laughs> pulls the Dorito from my mouth and the employee grabs his lanyard to defend himself and I didn't like that oh not one <laughs> I feel <this> bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh but then we get to Skyrim right and Skyrim is uh, me Josh and my little brother Creighton um, J- J- uh, Josh has mentioned this before Justin went out of town during this time and Josh was like what are you doing man this is the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim are you kidding me you're making a mistake, is what J- Josh said, and, and uh, Justin was like, no, nah, you know, whatever. That yeah, was my control it.
1: freakness kicking in. I couldn't believe one person in our group was going to miss this.
0: It's Skyrim, man. There still hasn't been, we're in the year 2023, there still hasn't been a follow-up to that game. <laughs> think about that. 12 years, bro. That's
1: nuts. That's it's It's insane. Yeah.
0: If we could go back and tell ourselves that that would be, that was the case. I that, think if
1: we told ourselves at that point in time, in 11-11-11, I think we would have been like, don't care. This game's yeah. new. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. what I
0: would have been like, I would have been like, shit, we're doing a podcast? Hell yeah, take me to the future. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't That's even care awesome. about
1: the Skyrim, mess
0: Because when That's Skyrim came Brian. out, like, when Skyrim came out, like, my thoughts on doing a podcast are like, oh, only the most tech-savvy people on the planet can do that. I could never do that. You know what I mean? Like, I had no idea. Well, Anchor made it um, so easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not called Anchor anymore. It's actually called Spotify for Podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Uh um but uh, i love uh, on the high potion pod have you heard their new ad i haven't yet like it's Hawes just going through the motions he's like you know when spotify for podcasters makes things so easy and then there's this one point where he just loses character and he's like it used to be called anchor they changed it <laughs> just goes back to,
1: just goes back the list to selling that it tomorrow like, night yeah I'll, it's like i have to
0: do that i haven't heard <laughs> that hilarious.
1: one that's, that's awesome yeah
0: it's hilarious Um, but uh, yeah so Skyrim was the first to my recollection the first midnight where they give you a little paper and it says as long as you have this receipt with your number you can leave the line show up at midnight and get to skip everybody right to your place if it says three on it you get third place no matter what Um, so me, Creighton and, and Josh were like okay let's go get some food we went to Arby's we went to Walmart walked around drove around parked places chatted just you know like I think a lot of people did what we did like just drove around and went to Walmart just different things like that Hung out, and the line was getting huge because like Skyrim was just this cultural event. Line was getting huge. We showed up. We were we showed up outside GameStop's parking lot at eleven. Like I said, we already had our tickets that guaranteed us front of the line, so it was like a whole hour to go. And I like the freaking the place is packed, and they got this section cleared off where there's people LARPing with like pipe swords and shields and towel armor. It was just I mean. It was cool, but also cringe. You know how that is. It's like, you can acknowledge the cringe, but also be like, Ugh, I kind of like it. This is uh, Skyrim, hell yeah! You know? But um, And they had, like, wings and stuff out. And me, Creighton, and, and Josh are sitting in the car. And it starts off kind of like this. Like, I- I'm paraphrasing, but Josh and Creighton and or Creighton said something along the lines of, you know, we got our line. I'm glad we got our-, our place in line. We can just sit here. We don't need to get into all that commotion. And I think I said something like, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to get in that commotion. That's that's great. You know, we can just sit here. And then like 15 minutes pass. It's like 11, 20, like 40 minutes still till the game releases. And I'm like, I, 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 guys, I, I got to get out of the car. I got to go socialize with these people. I got to talk. I gotta see what's going on the, at the midnight. So then Josh and Creighton are like, oh, we're going to stay here and become best buds. You can go ahead, Brian. So I took off and I got there. And there was people in the line I knew that I didn't even know were going to be there. And I started chatting with them, chatting it up. I remember this chick I worked with at, I, at the ice cream place was there, and she was like, "What are you doing here?" And I was talking to her and having a fun time. Her, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Creighton and uh, Josh showed up like five ten minutes before it was time. Get in line with me, and we get Skyrim, and we all go our separate ways. It was a great build up to that midnight. And then I've told this in the podcast before too. We get back to um, we get back to the house, and you know Creighton, my little brother, he has been obsessed about this game for over a year. He got the Legendary Edition. He's so excited. And, We go into our separate rooms, plus start playing the game. I get through the opening section with Alduin and everything. Finally, get out of there, get to River Run or whatever, and I pause the game and I I go out of my room and I go to my brother's room. I creak open the door to my brother's room. I want to ask him how, what he thinks. Like I creak it open. I'm like, so what do you think? And he just goes, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, oh shit. Okay, damn. I'm sorry. Damn. Like you're walking on him. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, okay. I didn't realize, like, obviously, like in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, this is a super important moment to my brother, but I was also like, it's just a game. I want to know what you thought, you know, whatever. But then I end up calling Josh, and me that and was Josh like his equivalent
1: t- of uh, you having a shower before the game for Halo. Oh yeah, basically, you know, it's yeah. It's like, I'm not putting anything. up with the shower
0: bullshit this time. This
1: is my moment.
0: This is this is my time. My time down here. You know, Goonies. Oh, Goonies reference, my yeah, man. Yeah, that's for you, Josh. Thank you, buddy. Um, but uh, so I talked to Josh and. And then that was a really good midnight, but then I I just started working full-time. So I remember talking to Josh like every night because I was like, Dude, it sucks, man. I have to get up so early. They want me to stay overtime. They want me to work the weekends. I hate this. And so it kind of was hard for me to get time in at Skyrim. But I think after 2011, did we... Because I know I went to like... I got Halo 4 and stuff at midnight with my brother. I got Bioshock Infinite with my brother in, Halo, in uh, 2013. But I think the next time you and I went together was
1: Halo 5... No, Halo MCC.
0: Halo MCC. I mean,
1: nope. you can't... I, I nope. almost don't count... Shadow of Mordor. Shadow yeah, of Mordor. I was going to say, I almost don't count Shadow of Mordor, but I do. Really? Uh, I but that it. was the next one. Yeah.
0: The thing The thing that was lame about Shadow of Mordor is that... Well, this is what I like. Like, okay, this is the most cringe nerd boss moment ever. Me and Josh go into GameStop. We already have a pre-order for Shadow of Mordor. And we asked the manager. And this GameStop manager is, like, renowned dick. Like, everyone who works at GameStop knows he's a dick. Everybody who visits GameStop knows he's a dick. People who work at other stores are like, yeah, I've been to GameStop. That guy's a dick. And we go in the store, and we're like, hey, are you doing a midnight for Shadow of Mordor? And he's like, it just costs too much money to keep my store open. Guys, you can get it in the morning. And me and Josh, very respectfully, are like, okay, we'd like to cancel our pre-order. And he's like, now, why do you want to cancel your pre-order? Why are you going to do that to me? Why do you want to cancel your pre-order? Like, you can get it in the morning. And we're like, Because Walmart is giving it out at midnight, and they're literally across the street. And he's like, he starts going into like parental judgment mode. He's like, you guys can't wait till the morning to get your copy. You got to have it right at midnight. And the second he said that, there was no hope in my mind for for pre-ordering anything there anymore. It was like, you just ruined your business. Because not only is it not your place to judge us, but also, Josh and I work third shift. So midnight is like... Prime time, get your gaming on, get your gaming on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Josh.
1: You know i <laughs> yeah, just—it's just funny because I went back. I, I was an idiot, and I went back like a few months later when uh, South Park Stick of Truth came out on the 360, and uh, which is weird to think about. It didn't come out on next gen right away, but uh, I went there and I got it. And well, I went to pick it up the morning it came out, but I was uh, no, no. It was the day before. I'm sorry. It was the day before. And because I was putting my pre-order down that day. And I said, I don't suppose there's a chance you could sell it to me early. Could you? He's like, what, do you want me to lose my job? (laughs) I said, yes. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. But I was just like, are you
0: kidding me? This is the same guy. I told him many, many episodes ago, probably years ago. I said, I went up to this guy. This was long before Shadow of Mordor came up. I I went in the store and I I was looking for a game to buy. It's had money burning a hole in my pocket. I pick up this game for PC. It's called... The Witcher 2. Witcher 3 hasn't even been announced yet. And I go up to the GameStop manager. I'm like, I'm thinking about buying uh, The Witcher 2. What do you think about it? And he goes, I don't have opinions anymore. Opinions get you killed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, what the hell? I just swear,
1: but what the heck? You're a
0: manager. I'm asking you to sell me on this game at your store, and you just freaking scared me, dude. What? That's hilarious. Okay, I love it when people weird. do that type of shit. Go off and completely left
1: it. Like, dude, what is going on in your personal life, man? Uh, oh man, that was a very anyways, political, like, savvy, like, type of answer. Just completely trying to dodge it. Yeah, Oh, that's funny. So
0: the the shadow of the Mor- shadow of Mordor. The reason we don't talk about it at midnight as much because we got it at Walmart, and there was a total of, let's see here, did Justin get it? Was Justin Justin was there, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. so there was a total of five people. It was me, Josh. My little brother, Creighton, and Justin. And then a random guy showed up to get his copy, mm. this guy. guy. Yeah. And the whole thing was, it was fun- it's funny how these things don't mean anything at all. But in the moment, you make such a mountain out of a molehill. Back at the time, I was on the forum NeoGAF, which used to be popular. Now Resetera is the popular one. And I was on NeoGAF, and there's this whole thing. Because the Xbox One was so underpowered, uh, the PS4 was going to be able to play Shadow of Mordor at 1080p native. And the Xbox One was gonna have to downscale to 900 because it couldn't run it, and everyone on NeoGaf was like, "Oh man, Shadow of Mordor is basically unplayable on Xbox," and I, I was one Neo of the people. And cetera. I hate, oh, right, can't stand those. People. It's awful. It's awful. It's a cesspool. Often, um, but so I was like actually getting worried about it. I'm like, Josh, should I get, should I not get it for Xbox? Is it gonna run like shit? And Josh was like, I don't know, man. It can't be that bad. And like, I wanted it for Xbox, but I was worried it was not gonna play well. And I ended up deciding. In the end, it doesn't even matter. No, I'm just kidding. In the end, I'm just going to get it for Xbox because Xbox is where I want it. So then, to make matters worse, I've already went through this whole rigmarole, talked to Josh, talked to Justin, decided to get the Xbox 900p version, and the one other guy that shows up in line behind our group at Walmart, we start talking to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, what are you getting? He's like, yeah, I'm getting Shadow More. It's like, oh, you getting it for Xbox or PlayStation? And he's like, I'm getting it for PlayStation. And we're like... We're getting it for Xbox. And he just goes, enjoy your 900p version. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you on the NeoGAF forums? And he's like, yeah, I'm a member. And I'm like, damn, dude, <laughs> I knew it. Only NeoGAF on freaking out about such such dumb shit right now. And uh, yeah, we get the copy. Get home, play it, dude. Game ran perfectly. It was great. Couldn't tell. There's was, there was nothing. Like, obviously, it was running at a r- lower resolution, but I couldn't tell the difference. It ran great. We ended up enjoying the game, having a good time. But then... The real, the real Midnight Launch moment. Because we, we ended up getting Dragon Age Inquisition that year, Alien Isolation. But, uh, or as I like to call it, when I went to Best Buy to pick up my copy of Alien Isolation, this big woman working behind the customer service, she go, she's like, she hears me ask for it, and she doesn't know what it is, so she... She uh, t- walkie-talkies back to the electronics guy. She goes, hey, uh, you got any copies of that uh, alien insulation? <laughs> like, oh, oh, so you sell insulation for UFO walls now? Is that it? Like, thank you. I, I try not to laugh, you know. Uh, but uh, so, uh, so yeah, so MCC was the next big launch for us. We have talked about this before, too. Like, we were so hyped for this. Obviously, all year was building to MCC. Um Josh, can
1: I get some of that, uh, insula- that alien insulation? <laughs> you know, does it sound weird coming out of your mouth when you say that? You know what I mean? Like, what's running through your mind as she says that? I to get it to come out of my mouth. Right? Alien insulation. It's just, yeah, insulation. Uh, man. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, uh,
0: so we wait for MCC. Uh, we're so hyped for MCC. And, of course, they show off the first gameplay of Halo 5 right before MCC. Like, it's literally MCC midnight launch night. They show off the Halo 5 gameplay a couple hours early. We're all gathered on my computer to watch it. And the collective mood, at least, between me, Josh, Justin, and Creighton is, this sucks. It's got aim down sights everywhere. It's got all these armor abilities. Don't like it. You know, we've been over this before. We're not going to go through it all again. Like, Josh kind of liked it. Wasn't sure, but he kind of liked it. Me and Creighton and Justin were much more hard on it. Uh, But we we went to the MCC Midnight Launch kind of with this little black cloud over our head because, like, oh, is Halo 5 going to be any good? And we get MCC, we go to video games, etc. They give out the pizza. I think I only had like a slice or two this time. I, you know, I had, to, had to pay my dues to video games, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, but we got back home with MCC. You guys can go listen to the MCC episodes. You know what happens. Turns out to be one of the worst midnight experiences for us because we can't play the game. It doesn't work. Whole series on that. Don't need to cover that. Um, and then I think for 2014, that was it for Midnights for us. And then our final midnights, the ones that that spelled the end of midnight launches for me and Josh, was 2015 with Halo 5 and Fallout 4. But before we go into that, did you have anything you wanted to say about MCC or anything else, Josh,
1: or just yeah, just to go. back. how much we're gonna go over an hour here? If
0: we're gonna go over time. a little bit, but let's try let's try to get this completely done in less than 15 minutes here. If we All could.
1: Right, we'll, we'll try. We will try.
0: Because I actually have to be somewhere in about 45 minutes.
1: Oh, okay. All right, we're gonna push it to the limit. Yes. So, uh, the Gears of War one. You
0: remember me telling you about that toothbrush my brother had? Because you said push it to the (laughs) limit. Remember? I think I I might have brought this up on the podcast before, but it would have been years ago.
1: My brother was it that youngest youngest brother? Push it to the limit. Yeah.
0: Cause we're in it to win it, in it to win okay. it,
1: oh yeah. No, it's yeah, fell again like, though, I, I can't my, remember all My that.
0: youngest brother Noah, he would never brush his teeth. I'm talking 365 days a year he didn't brush his teeth, so my parents were doing anything get him to brush his teeth, so they bought him this Disney toothbrush that when you brush it played music, and it was this Disney actor named Corbin Blue, and he had his latest album and it was Push It to the Limit, so every time you hear <laughs> Noah brushing his teeth... You know, brushing his teeth next to a bowl of ravioli, and you just hear, Push it, push it to the limit,
1: limit. <laughs> oh, good shit. But it, anyways, Josh, go back to what that's you were funny. saying. I was thinking of the song from Scarface, but that's great. I'll think of oh, that God. too. I forgot about that. Uh, the Gears of War one was a pretty fun experience, like Brian said. Um, that one was probably where I first started to come out of my shell because they had. Uh, we were among the first in line, and these two guys that were. Next in line uh, asked one of the GameStop managers if they could back their truck up, hook it up, and they propped up a TV, and we started playing uh, Versus and Gears 2. So um, that was a blast, and it was just really cool because uh, that's when GameStop, that particular GameStop, started becoming like the place. The management was really cool at the time. It was before uh, Mr. Neckbeard. Got there, yeah, before
0: but uh, Mr. Uh, opinions get you killed. Before the dog
1: times, that would have been it, another
0: good episode title. Opinions get you killed, but we'll stick with <laughs> uh, I want your baconator.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it was it was really fun waiting for that game. That was that was one of the most fun experiences I had because I was actually like not just talking to Brian and and Creighton. I wasn't just in a bubble. But then there's these guys that are sitting there setting that TV up to play to kill time, and it really did pass the time. And we were talking to everybody. Management was giving us like I think bumper stickers of like Commando Dom, you know, and stuff yep. like that. It was a real a real fun time. And yeah, like Brian said, the Lancers and stuff. And then the Skyrim one was amazing. And there was a There was the part where Brian said he he got out of the car, and he goes up in line, and I can't remember now if Creighton came with me or not, or he came a little bit after, but there was a point where, you know, Brian's up there, I'm seeing more people get in line, and I'm like, I just gotta go. Like, I gotta go up there, and I went up there. and I didn't really say much, but I was just, I was ready to get my game. I couldn't wait, and uh, that was probably my favorite, because, yeah, they were doing like, uh, I forget which one, between the gears one and the... Skyrim one, they did like a dunk tank, like Brian said, and then they did like a blazing wings challenge with B dubs. Yeah. And uh, it the manage, management was the same and stuff, it was just super cool because you felt like you were actually getting to hang out rather than like these these people that were the people that worked there were just as excited, you know? It wasn't like going to Best Buy and these people are like, oh, I gotta stay till midnight tonight. I want to say one of the
0: times they did it unpaid just because they wanted to have the, B- I think
1: best. that was the Skyrim one, I think that was that, but because uh, I think they said some of that stuff was out of pocket like some of the dunk tank stuff yeah i can't remember now but they made it really fun they made it really fun and um i still remember the the core memory i have of that experience was seeing this like 70 year old dude walk up in line and i was like unreal unreal and you know that was probably the first time where things didn't feel as cringe to me like when you mentioned like the sword fighting and stuff i think i was just like yeah I was like, "Yeah, you know, yeah." I was ready for nerds it. take over the world. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was different for me then, but um, I was a little bit older and I think a little bit better dealing with that stuff, which is funny because I love going to cons and stuff. But um, yeah, then then I mean, pretty much tit for tat. Uh, my experiences were the same as everything Brian said. I mean, it was funny when the Shadow of Mordor thing was going on because I had to. We were both trying to call around. I think. Uh, To ask and see, like you know, Best Buy or like Kmart at the time, or maybe not Kmart, but Target, you know, and stuff like that, and trying to figure out if anyone was doing anything. And last resort was Walmart, and it worked out. But you know, we just had a way we liked making an event of things, and uh, it was it was was like Christmas. It yeah, it was it was kind of a shame because it was like there on one hand, um, come around that time when it's like Xbox One, PS4 era. I'm more out of my shell. I'm more sociable uh, than I was before. But that now the Midnight stuff is dying down, and then now the digital preloading stuff is becoming more readily available, and yep. that's what I would have loved back then. But you know, the whole point was to go to a Midnight launch to get your game so you could play it before anyone else does. And now people that preload it digitally were doing that, and Justin was rubbing it in for the MCC launch and stuff like that. But um, uh, I'll just say from my final thoughts, unless you got more to say on uh, any more...
0: Uh, I just, I'm launches. just going to touch on the the final ones we went to. Once you're, oh, I yeah. want to see what I'll, you end up. To I'll, MCC. I'll touch my.
1: I'll, I'll get my final thoughts in afterward. But those okay. were great, great experiences. Go ahead, though. Yeah.
0: So I think the last copy you bought Midnight Launch physical was MCC.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and the that's the obviously of my life.
0: You know, if you guys have, if you guys have listened to not only the MCC episodes but this whole podcast, you've heard enough of. Josh's disdain for the the moment that was MCC's launches. You can see why he quit going physical from that moment on. But uh, that was the end of 2014, and I was the last bastion of hanging on to. Well, I guess to be fair, Creighton is because Creighton still today buys his games physically. Oh, does he? Um, but me and Creighton were holding on to like physical games, and Josh now he finally went digital and wrapped yeah, all the I went way around. Digital kicking
1: off with Gears of War Ultimate.
0: Mm, okay, so that was summer of 2015. Yeah, that came out in um, August. It, so we get all the way to fall of 2015, and did you go with—you know, you didn't know. You did not go with me to the, the Halo 5-minute launch. You went with me to the Fallout 4 one. Oh, well,
1: I hung out with you for both. I just never went in line. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, I don't remember you for the Halo 5 one. I just remember Justin.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: okay. Well, Josh says he was there, so I believe him. Um, but we we would, like—Josh <laughs> Josh came around. He'd, like, we go out to eat and do the stuff that we used to do leading up to the midnight, but then, like, an hour or so before— uh, Josh and Justin would take off and I would just wait in line. And the 2015, like the, the Halo five minute launch was just super lame. It wasn't a lot of people. There wasn't much excitement. Most of my friends were getting it digitally. So like, it just felt really like, I felt like I grew out of it and it was weird. Like I didn't like the feeling cause I wanted to do midnight launches forever, but I suddenly felt like, I don't think I'm enjoying this. And I was like, maybe it's just this game. Maybe it's just one bad midnight launch. And then fallout four came around like a month later and I had the exact same feeling again. And this time, the feeling was so obvious to me that I just knew when I left the Fallout 4 midnight launch, probably never going to do it again. Because any benefit that I used to get from this was just, all the joy was sucked out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it sucks like. that like like 2015 was my last midnight launch. Unless, of course, you if you count like... Uh, I think I went, you know, went to get. No, I don't know if I got any consoles at midnight. But as far as games go, that was the last midnight. It was 2015, and uh, it was a sad like whimper to go out on. And like I'm nostalgic for the days of having like awesome midnight launches. Like there's a sense that I wish we had those still, but I think more importantly, I know that we've moved on and grown out of them, and it's just a great memory. And we can move on with the digital purchases and having, having new ways to share experiences, you know, people doing like Twitch live and us doing stuff with our discord and podcast and, you know, just stuff like that, you know, there's ways to to keep that spirit alive. But the midnight launch, man, if you were there for the the peak time of getting games at midnight, you'll know how much of a experience that was. It felt like Christmas. Every time a new game came out, you got to meet like-minded people. It was such an experience. It's something we'll never forget. And, I miss it. I miss it. I think. I think in an unrealistic world, if I could flip a switch, and all games come out on disc physically with all the content, and no patches, and everyone does a midnight, yeah, I would prefer that. But we don't live in that type of world anymore. And those days, because of the advancement of technology and digital, those days are gone. And it's I'm I'm cool with it. You know, we had our moment, but it's over. And I and I'll always remember the times. And 2011 was the peak, but and halo of course halo and like midnight launches are synonymous to me like that is the that is the game you go to for a midnight launch like that's the game you get it's halo so uh yeah all mostly all good memories man but it's a it's a it's a what do you call it how do they say it it's a part of a bygone era it's like
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: A part of the past you
1: know so over to you Josh do you remember have you, have you ever seen the sandlot
0: yeah but i'm not too memorable on it but yeah i have
1: you know, the whole movie is about like the kid. You know, they're like Goonies basically, and they're just hanging out and stuff. And the the end of it is like I think like a monologue of like, you know, cutting to each one of them. And I think what they ended up doing with their lives, and it's you know, they each kind of fade, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in this scene as it kind of cuts to every one of them. And I think the the sort of fading away of the uh, the midnight launches was kind of like that in a way. It's like Justin yeah. was the first one, I was the next one, then you and you were the next, and Creighton still kind of hangs on, but. Um, it is kind of sad when you think about it, when you look back, because I, I I think it's, it's one of those things when that type of stuff is happening, you don't think, you don't necessarily think at all that like, uh, midnight launches are going to go by the wayside or that this is like fundamentally changed. Like this is the beginning of a new like change of that. That's, and we can't, we're not going to go back. You, You know, you don't think about that stuff. You're just focused on getting the core experience in that moment. But yeah, I mean. If I knew there was a way to like guarantee my copy, because I there was always a big part of Midnight Launches was the anxiousness of, of what happens if something goes wrong because it did happen with Justin once. And yeah. I, oh, those so, are you know, like my dreams fully realized, but not for me personally. Um, if I knew there was a way to guarantee my copy with the game, and I would absolutely love to see those happen again because of the social yeah. stuff but you know because of the fun of it i miss that sense of community with gaming we don't really have that anymore we used to have places out here like gameology and stuff where basically you could go in pay a certain you know a certain amount of time sit by a computer xbox playstation and you name it and you could play stuff it was a social gaming area yeah. and we don't have any t- i don't think there's any real types of gaming events tournaments anything that anyone really does anymore everything is online and I don't have fun, you know. It's like party chat. I don't have. I, I, people are always in a party. I'm always in a party, and I'm, I'm part of that problem. Like people don't talk in the in the main lobbies. or I was in party chat. So uh, well, midnight midnight launches.
0: They had a way of making everyone there feel like it was the Super Bowl. You, you know, were like, a part it's of
1: cool. Something. You were a part of. It's
0: something. cool to be in the Super Bowl because everyone everyone likes a Super Bowl, right? Right. Like this felt like the Super Bowl for gamers. Like everyone there is excited for the same thing and everyone else thinks everyone's cool because like even if like let's say you're even like one of the cooler people whatever that means you know it's arbitrary but like if you're one of the cooler guys there and there's some like really nerdy kid who obviously gets like no social interaction and is paler than the moon you would still love talking to him and getting to know him and getting and hearing his opinions about the same thing he that you love you know like just making those small conversations everyone was kind of like you know, uh, everyone was living their best lives at those midnight launches. They yeah, were living la vida loca for
1: sure. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, forgot. I There's like... also
0: I had this one midnight launch, Josh, where I went to the Black Ops Call of Duty Black Ops one midnight launch, and I worked at Fazoli's, the Italian restaurant, and I my manager let me take a whole bunch of pans of Fazoli's breadsticks with me to the Black Ops midnight launch, and I passed all these breadsticks out to all the people in the midnight launch, and everyone was just like, Yeah, they're laced
1: with ketamine. Enjoy. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> No, that's really cool. I didn't actually know that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I loved it, man, because, uh, at least looking back, I mean, I was always, yeah, I was always, uh, had a lot of anxiety, um, just because I was more concerned with getting my copy because I didn't care to ever be first in line. I didn't care to ever want to, I, I didn't want to wait that long, um, to get a game. I didn't want to just stand there if, you know, maybe like nowadays, now that I have, you know, we have smartphones and stuff, but back then I didn't want to do that. So getting my game, you know, being so late in line, um, always concerned me a little bit because you know there is no such thing as a pre-order guarantee that's all an illusion so um it always scared me but there were some uh some some of the best memories I've had with gaming looking back uh, it was the atmosphere of you know it'd be like going to Brian's house and you all are collectively excited about this one thing and no one's going to shit or give the other shit for being excited about this or, like, prioritizing this or requesting off work or telling your, you know, your loved ones or your significant other that, like, this is me time. This is me time. Me and the guy's time, basically, because, you know, you were all building to this together. You're going to this together. It's that, like, proverbial, like, I don't know what to call it, but just um, explosion. You know, you you, you it's the shotgun blast, right? You, you've waited all this time, and now it's finally here. And uh, it was cool for me because I was always someone that, like I, like I said, I was like, you know, gaming or bros before So I mean, I don't like that term, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always just, I was always just for, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to keep doing that same stuff over and over. And um, so I go, and when I start meeting Brian and become friends with him, uh, then I'm I'm realizing this guy not only meets me on that same level in his own way, but he supersedes it and that means that I can relax. Like if I go to something with the midnight launch, I don't really have to stress because Brian's probably already going to ask the same questions that I would ask simply because he's already thinking that too. So I was just like, you know So you
0: know that if something happened with our copy, I'm the kind of guy that would be like, all right, Josh, get in the passenger seat. We're driving an hour and a half to Coralville to get a copy tonight.
1: Yeah, and, and Brian, Brian would do that. He's done stuff like that. But also, it's just like I, I knew too that I had somebody that cared so much about this same thing that like if I, if I didn't get my copy, he wasn't going to either, and we would figure out something. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be alone in that. So, and then the fact that he had you know a couple, he got his brother Creighton there, and then he we had my cousin, my cousin Justin into the fold. Yeah, we were like the Beatles basically going to these midnight launches. It was it ended up always being fun, and even the last couple ones that ended up kind of being duds because. I was getting my stuff digitally. I would just hang out for a little bit. Justin would do the same. Um, and the lines weren't too long for the ones Brian uh, went to. Like I think you said the Halo one only had like 20-something people I think once. But um, or maybe uh, it was Fallout.
0: Well, for Fallout, for Halo 5, there was barely anybody there. Yeah. it's like 50, yeah. 20 people. And they were giving out these plastic Chief and Locke Halloween masks, like these cheap plastic ones with the wire and it just felt so – I was like, dude, I'm 20-something years old, yeah. and here I am at midnight, <laughs> and they're giving out these little maths and there's, like, no
1: one here, and I'm freaking single forever. I hate it. Like, that's just how I felt. <laughs> the midnight launches with you were hand-in-hand with relationship status, weren't they? Well, dude, I mean, for me, like
0: – I mean, I not to sound like a broken record, but just my most of my li- life, like, past the age of 10, it was just, when am I going to find – my, my wife and when am I going to have kids when and that was it woman. <laughs> what when am I going to find my woman <laughs> and like games were like what occupied me but like yeah. I cared more about that's and that's the thing is like to have you want to have that balance now too because it's really easy for me now that I am married with a child to go oh well I have that and it's secure now I can just obsess about games like no I need to have an awareness to say you have this but you got to keep it and you got to nurture it you can't just go back to your old ways now you know, right.
1: So. But anyways, it's off time. No, yeah, I'll just you know, I'd, I'd like to say, too, that I mean, it was it was just a, a really good time, a time I'm, I'm super nostalgic for. And because it was just like if you guys have ever seen that Halo 2 making of DVD and, you know, you see some of like the, the E3 events and stuff like that. And where well, everyone like was bird. waiting in line, it, it, it felt like that, you know, and it really had that collective sense of like nerdism. And like I said, even though I, I, some of those I cringed at certain things at the time, I look back on those with a, a different fondness because I'm more comfortable in my own skin now and, you know, uh, more confident in, my, in myself and, and more sociable. And I look back on those things and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish I didn't take those for granted when I did, because I was so yep. focused on just getting the game in my hands and getting home safely that I didn't take time to kind of enjoy the experience, and um, the last, like the the Gears three one and the Skyrim one, I did get to, so I'm really glad that since those were in a lot of ways the, the technically like the last kind of big ones we ever really did yeah. that we got to, and the other ones we were sort of trying. MCC
0: to. seemed huge, but I think the launch was so horrific that it actually clouded some of our memories of the moment out. Yeah, like I don't think we remember every because like I know that whole MCC day. Like I remember I bought the soundtrack for Halo Two Anniversary, and Justin made some like this t- some tacos and shit. Like
1: I was the was last. This- I remember I was the last one to get yeah. to Justin's. You guys were all in there already talking, uh, and you had the soundtrack going like on the screen on his TV. It was already yeah. playing, and yeah, he was he was making chili cheese dip, and we were like it had we the mo-
0: it had the ability to be like the coolest midnight ever, but like. Just because of how, like I said, Justin he went digital. Me, Creighton, and Josh went to the store. We were partially bitter about the Halo Five gameplay reveal, and then the game comes out and it doesn't work. And, and then Josh's plans with his friend Eric don't work out, and 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 you know Justin's not even with us. And just the whole night, you know, like I said, me and Josh had to download it all night, so we didn't start playing until like seven, and we had all those problems. And
1: yeah, we fell asleep and we like took a nap part. even. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, we did.
0: We took yeah we took a few hour nap and then pl- tried to play and just. It was just a shit show. But
1: they man. were those those old midnight launches were some of the best times. That's when you think about like, you know, I I love the uh as you guys can see in our new art, which we're super proud of. Oh um, it's the best art you ever. Know, the Killers, Hot Fuss, or I was listening to Eiffel 65, Zero Pop. Brian was listening to Linkin Park, you know, Hybrid Theory and a bunch of other albums. And, like, these were the songs you had playing in the car as you're driving to this thing. And you're sitting there talking to your friends and you're super excited. It they remind you know. of Halo
0: and Star Wars and, it, and all it, that. It
1: does. And, you you know, like, for, for Halo 3, you had the the Game Fuel, you know. Everyone – I didn't know a single person who was getting Halo Why didn't I get a can of Game
0: Fuel in our art? Why did I not get that? <laughs> God, that would have been perfect.
1: That's a good point, Brian. I didn't even think of that. But uh, Damn. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun to be there with those those people and, and nerd out and stuff like that. It's, it's, you know, as I've gotten into Dungeons and Dragons being older now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this social stuff is so cool. But back when you're a teenager and you're in line with people, you can't stand any of yeah. these other people because it just reminds you of being in high school. You know, but it was it was something else. It, it was something else. Game Gaming culture lost a big piece of itself, of its identity, yeah. I think, when. Uh, we lost midnight launches like that was this sort of organic like you know you make of it what you will type of experience that gets yep. infused with it now it's everything's a lot more streamlined and corporate so many of those games the midnight
0: is a large like let's say let's say if i love skyrim 100% 20% of that 25% of that might be the hype in the and the midnight you know what i mean like yeah. the moment you know made so much of the experience josh let me ask you one final question before we go into business cuz we got to hurry up here um josh pick one game that hasn't released yet, it can either be announced or you basically know it's coming. Like, for instance, the next Call of Duty or the next Mass Effect. Well, that is announced, but you know what I mean. Pick one game that's going to get a proper full, like, it's driven by the publisher. Hey, we're releasing our game physical only with midnight launches around the globe. Everything's on disc. It's patched. It's a throwback. We want to do this for OG fans. Which game would you pick, Josh, to re- do that experience one more time? We get the gang back together. We go get the copy. You can pick a game that you know I don't like either. Just like what game?
1: Elder Scrolls Six. Oh uh, yeah. Over over Kotor remake. We over, have to at Arby's. Over Halo Three anniversary. Over anything, uh, it'd be Elder Scrolls Six. Like just I I would love to be around people again for that, just because that type of sword and sorcery fantasy culture is is definitely much more like normalized now whereas yeah. you know, back then it, was, it was just starting to yeah i was gonna say yeah perfectly said so uh, i'd love to see that type of culture um you know i can imagine you know midnight launch with people sitting out playing dnd a skyrim themed one shot you know and um you know people dressing up for that and uh people having you know taking the skyrim cookbook and making recipes and stuff like that i mean you could really yeah. do something like that up in anticipation for uh for the next one, and uh the funny thing the is, one. though, if there
0: was a midnight launch today, like I'd almost prefer it wasn't at GameStop, but I don't know what would be better. You know
1: what I mean? Like I don't even know. Yeah, maybe like maybe go back to video games, etc. I don't know. Get that pizza. Yeah, the mom and pop shop ones. Yeah, we yeah, have the to mom do something like one. that. Because even Best, I mean Best Buy is just fading. Best tough. Buy's lame too. Yeah. yeah, but what about you, man? What game?
0: Um, uh, man. Um, see, Halo Infinite would have been a cool one. That's behind us, though. Yeah. Um. But that was actually Halo Infinite was one of the few digital releases that I really felt
1: something close to that midnight experience. Because <laughs> <of> the... <laughs> they were, I man, three four three was bogus for releasing that at the time they did. Every other DLC game is first. like we're gonna do eleven p.m. the night before, and they're uh, like we're gonna do ten a.m. Wednesday at like six or something. Dude, terrible.
0: It was wild, terrible. Uh, but to answer my own question, um, let's see: not Starfield, not not Zelda, not Final Fantasy. I'm trying to think of the right. You know what? It's not as cool as your answer, but Final Fantasy VII Rebirth.
1: I think a lot, some people would say that's that's just as. cool. Be- the reason
0: not. I say that is because Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is actually a game that I could muster up enough hype, muster up enough hype to reenact exactly how I felt for like Halo and Gears and Skyrim back in the day. Because the hype will be very real for me when that game comes out. If there was a midnight with a disc and the whole shebang. With friends, and I, we'd be sitting in line talking about, like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to deviate from the original? Like, remember how the last one ended? Like, how remake ended? And like, oh, where do you think this is going to end? Where are they going to set us up for the third part? Oh, man. Like, did you play Crisis Core Remaster? I did. Oh, yeah, that would be... If Wesley could show up there, and Nerva, and Photon, all them Final Fantasy guys, and we could yeah. just... Oh, dude, that would be legendary. Of course, I'm mean, obviously you're implied before all of them, Josh. It's you, me, Creighton, and Justin. no, I know, man, I know, um, but I appreciate but, uh, that. No, I, I just bringing in the the, the yeah. FF guys, but yeah, that would be ooh.
1: Get FF, the whole gang together. You
0: heard us on some of me. those FF episodes, like and Erica could be there too because she'd be excited and she she'd be talking about Kingdom Hearts and how it got too convoluted. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I would love, man. That. I would love I, that. I think Josh, can I get right into that business? Yeah, that, but that's I'll just say, well, and that's that's the yeah, shame though about it. Yeah, is you you say stuff like that and it's like. Even though it'd be hard to pull off, I mean that's the kind of thing. Like that sounds Legendary. so amazing. That sounds so amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, I I'd love stuff like that. I the, I miss the sense of community sales with to gaming. Make that
0: happen, but
1: yeah, when I was younger and like Halo Three is online and we're all playing it at multi, you know multiplayer and stuff. I'm I'm in my early twenties enough where everyone's like some people have moved on from high school, like they've literally moved away and stuff, and they're this one's in a relationship. That's when everything started changing. Was around that time of Halo Three in my life. Yeah. So, um. You know, I mean, I miss, I miss the times when all the friends could, you know, they lived more or less close together and these sorts of things could happen. But, um, you know, I mean, still get a lot of enjoyment. I mean, this is, this is as much as this is an evolution of like our friendship, it's an evolution of like doing midnight launches together too and stuff like that. So, yeah,
0: that's the thing too. Like back when we were doing midnight launches and they were normal, if someone had said, Hey, you can give up midnight launches, but you and Josh are going to do this awesome podcast together. I probably would have gave it up. But now we got the podcast, I'm like, man, I kind of miss that too, you know, but it's just an evolution. It'll keep manifest in different ways, you know, maybe in 10 years, it'll be, uh, me and, and Erica and our kid and Josh and his, his wife, Evelyn and her, and their kid. And, and we get together to play some, some, sorry, the board game.
1: (laughs) And it's just like when we used to podcast, Josh. I think to your, your credit, I mean, it, it really needs, it's people have changed to be too much like me with my preferences and it's a shame they don't have some of yours as much because you would still, you being the social person and wanting to interact and have these conversations, like I love that now. But the person who I used to be, I just want to get my copy and go home. I don't want to be in the crowds. Now there's all these conveniences for us. So y- yeah, you miss out on that magic. But yeah, I,
0: you know, the Twitter and the Discord's where I really let out that midnight era part of me, you know, like yeah. through digital, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. But no, hey, okay, there's still a lot to love about gaming. But uh, that was definitely what made, I think, yeah, uh, part of the past era. We don't gaming. want
0: this to be like, oh, back in my day, because there's things that are way better now. You know, what I mean, it's just this is just one aspect that we miss. Not.
1: <laughs> not with gaming, <laughs> yeah. everything's broken. No. Everything's delayed. No. no, I'm just kidding. Broken uh, bad passes, microtransactions. That is, that is microtransactions. true. Gaming, gaming is in a weird place. But uh, but I, it was a it was a great time. It was a great time to be a gamer. And uh, you didn't know where things were evolving, but shit, man, it was it was something to be a part of.
0: Yep, it absolutely was. Okay, Josh, I have less than ten minutes before I have to shut this bad boy down, so let me go through the business, and we'll read off the patrons because you guys have waited far too long. What's that? What's that line in, in the Lord of the Rings fellowship like? Uh, Such admirable hobbits, you know. You should you shouldn't have had to wait this long to have your names, you know, uh, read off. But uh, we're going to go ahead and do that. So, guys. If you want to give monetarily to the podcast, go to patreon.com sacredicon sacred icon. For as low as a dollar, you can have your name shout out on the podcast. Believe it or not, that's something we usually do every single episode. But since Josh has been out with some, some health issues, uh, we haven't done that recently. But we're, we're back yeah, doing it now. Thanks to all of you who reached uh, out,
1: too. Really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Josh really appreciated that. Um, About time, so but, he gets uh, helped bunch of different tiers there if you guys want to go over to patreon we appreciate it if not leave a review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts leave a five-star review Say whatever you want just leave five stars we'd love it uh if you want to send a voice clip or an email send that to sacred icon at gmail.com come join the discord come follow us on twitter josh is at jedi Night joshie i'm at brian's bane and the sacred icon twitter is at sacred icon pod um guys here we go we're going through the patron list josh i'm gonna go quick try to keep up with always me. do brian sake here we go we got Jacob Nyrene. He sounds like he'd be married to a queen, but I think that's probably just because it rhymed. That's kind of lame, but that's kind of where my mind went. Uh Jacob Nyrene, thank you so much. Thank we got you, Jacob. Death Ghost, very hot topic inspired. Love it. Thank Chris Stinton, yes. so glad you're still around. Love you. Installation Zero Zero. Everybody loves that, dude. Check out his YouTube. I'm sure you already have. Great content. Thank you so much for your support. Next, we got Josh. I don't know what Boba's feet smell like, but it's gotta be badass. So thank oh, yeah. you, Boba's feet. Yeah. Appreciate you. Got, that we got the logo. Legend. B. The legend. The man, the myth, Diante Ombre. He's real. We love him. So supportive. Hell thank yeah. you so much, Deante. I'm oh, sure he's really you, glad you're back, Josh. He's gonna be glad when I'm back on that Twitter. Oh yeah,
1: campaign. no, he was one of the guys who reached out, so I really appreciated that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, we got Jesse Insanity, Wesley Eaton, my FF boy, uh, FF bro. I'm not gonna call you boy. <laughs> I don't that. He's my FF boy. <laughs> like FF uh. boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I gotta like that. What did I call? Him? I call him something weird the other podcast, and he he changed his name in the Discord to it, so. Watch him change it to Wesley Boy Eaton now. Uh, Boy I think of Wheaties uh, whenever I see him. Wesley Yeah, I, don't I can know. see that. Wesley Eaton Wheaties. Yeah, Wesley Eaton Wheaties. So trust that five Oh, Chewie's telling me it's time to go. Oh, it's time to go, all right. We got uh, Agira, Lissa McCreary, Sparkies, It's Yachty, Stephen Finlayson, Hocus Locust, Jonathan Glassburn, Dark Chaos 580, Phantom, Blind Valkyrie, William Green, Simon Eddy, Harley's. Uh, oh, man, dude, I'm listening off people who don't give anymore again. That's okay. Oh, my gosh. Let me go back. Okay, some of you got some free shout outs, but whatever. I'm going to go back to the active here. We got Simon Eddy, Kevin Benson, Albino, Sacred Staple, iIrvingTV. Love that dude. I'm like a bird and I'm true. Jason Bird, thank you so I much. It's that. been too long since I've done that. AJ's Dank. That's probably what it smells like in Boba's Feet, but we love you both anyways. Thank you so much. We got Ian Ruck.
1: Josh, oh, I wanted to mess with you there. <laughs> the fuck? I can't see you right now because I'm looking <laughs> the patrons. So yeah, I, I, I know your that. face is illuminated in whiteness.
0: Right, Gandalf the White. <laughs> yeah, giant screen with oh, white background. Next we got he's a rebel, he's a saint. It's Shen, Shen rebel, rebel.
1: Brian, oh, you really, you missed, really because... are, are are emanating Gandalf the White energy right now. Oh, like in, in Fangorn <laughs> Forest, like that is you right now. Oh, very that nice. needs yeah. to be um, that needs to be a meme right now. I swear that needs. I, I need I need where he's like illuminated in white. You can't even see whether it's him or Saruman, and it just like it's a picture of Brian's face photoshopped over it. The dawn will not avail you. And I'm like it, it cannot. Moon. It's on my face, and it's like it cannot be.
0: Yeah. Uh, next we got ascending from the ashes, born anew. <laughs> Irish Phoenix. It's been too long, missed you, buddy. Uh, we got not the dab, but the dav. We got Jared Hartley. Our mods, Small Print TV, Aaron, and Prey Anshu. We love you guys. Also, Wesley, love you as well. Uh, We got Original Sacred Staple, Rodan, Colton Pittman, Butter My Waffles, ACDC Outlaw. Josh, hit me up with that, ACDC Outlaw. Yeah, okay. I thought you were going to keep going, but I will going I was playing the fake drums, but, you know, whatever. Oh, man,
1: Brian was going... I, I got to go harder next time, guys, because Brian was... Yeah, fucked. you
0: got to go harder next time. I was man, ready jamming for, for out. Crack. You
1: were that guy just in the crack. rock band crowd when I'm... I'm I want the full release. You're, you're just trying to give
0: it. me the EP right now. Come on. <laughs> uh, next, we got... Caleb Webster descending from his butthole web. We thank you so much hey for all the work you do. Appreciate you, Caleb. Next we got Chris Greco. Me Have you seen my Greco? Josh, just do one more time, Brian. Actually, do it three times because I haven't heard you in a while. Say, okay, here I go, Brian. Here, here I go, Josh. Actually, that's my name. Chris Greco. Me Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Chris Greco. Have you seen my Greco? Chris Greco. Chris Greco. Chris Greco. Have you seen my Greco? Chris Greco. Chris Greco. I think somebody's really annoyed and probably just turned off. The I think podcast. everyone I in the Discord
1: that. now deserves a video of you doing that to River Kate. Ooh,
0: Chris Greco. Me
1: Yeah, just repeatedly like that. Oh.
0: She'd probably just laugh or stare profusely. She'd be like, stupid daddy. (laughs) Stupid daddy, daddy's so dumb. He's like an ogre. Uh, Fee-fi-fo-fum. Next, we got our boy, Tony. We got Mustard Chief. Not the Queen Grunt, but the King Grunt. Josh, you know the reason that I have this light is so that I'm able to shift Aries. through the forest that Aries. is Aries0430's yep, yep, yep. mustache. Thank you very much. We got the Montana Menace. We got the Green Plumber. Also goes by...
1: Fucking Ouija. Thank you so much. We got
0: Joshy Big Boy, who makes Josh look like such a little bitch. Man, I thought about getting his Joshy Mario Big Boy movie for the podcast,
1: out. actually. What's that? <laughs> I don't even know.
0: <laughs> Next, we got Ryan Barker, the biggest NASCAR Thunder 2003 fan. Dustin Mondre... Anthony Nicolosi, uh, Corey Hanks, we got Brent Onimo, Ian Mills, Photon, Spiciest Meemore, K.N. Nick, who says, hey, this podcast is quality. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Then we have Trevor Polkey, who has every single woman on his arm at all times. He he just has options, right, because he's such a good-looking dude. We have the Shipleys, who are even more wholesome than WandaVision. We have the original Halo Podcasters. In here that's Dust Storm, thank you very much. And finally, Josh,
1: who do we have? The OG. Man we saw Justice League, knew it needed more, but didn't go see Shazam. Well that's tough to say. Didn't go see nobody Shazam. Did. Nobody, Shazam. Did. nobody did. But uh you know, exactly we'll, see, really it. It. we'll see if he's there for the next people. Uh it's it's Matthew Josh. Salvatore. <laughs> Ask <laughs> thank me you so much. How many
0: people saw Shazam? Ask me.
1: How many people saw Shazam, Brian? Nobody did. Okay. That's a shame because you're the star of it, Mr. Chuck Bartowski oh, himself. That's right. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I didn't like the first one, but we'll see. Maybe I will watch it. it. On I
1: enjoyed it. Demanders. Brian like, written all over it. Every guys, time I see that dude, Doot, doot, doot. Thank you, you. I appreciate guys. That Josh. Thank you so much. We're so glad
0: Josh is back. Um, I am down to the wire. I have to leave. Really appreciate this. Uh, this this you guys hanging in with us, and uh, it's been an hour and a half. It's even longer. We said I said Josh, we can't go past one hour. And of course, in traditional Brian and Josh fashion, we had to. So thank you so much. Sure you guys. Make sure you lie. reach out to Josh and tell him how happy. You are that he's back. Leave an email. Leave a voice clip. Come in the Discord. Go to Twitter. Say, Josh, I missed you so. Don't ever leave me again, baby. Come, Baby, come back. Just do it. Okay? It's good Just
1: to know. be Thank back. So I had a lot of fun doing this today.
0: We love you guys. Thank you for love listening you guys. To Thank this you so much for your support. Of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always,
1: keep it sacred.